It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Jessica Rosenthal. This week, we spoke with Florida Republican Senator Rick Scott about China. While Russia and Ukraine dominate the headlines, China is still a sub-headline at the very least. And many, like Scott, are still highly concerned with the direction China's heading, as the Communist Party aligns more closely with Russia. Our military and intelligence officials are still issuing warnings about China's approach to Taiwan and the country's growing military presence, as well as their increasing cyber attacks. Our top trade representative said just this past week that talks with Beijing over their purchase commitments have been unduly difficult. And she said we need to shift and refocus toward bringing back manufacturing to U.S. shores. But how do we get there? Senator Scott says we have to begin that process now to prepare for China's inevitable aggression. We often have to cut interviews down for time during the week, but we thought you might like to hear this full interview. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the Weekday Rundown podcast if you haven't already. Now, here's Florida Republican Senator Rick Scott on the Fox News Rundown Extra. So um, Russia's foreign minister has gone to uh, gone to China uh, Wednesday and um, Lavra, Sergey Lavrov painted, a, a, I guess, a, a picture of... Um, I guess what he hopes and thinks Russian relations with China will be. Uh, The quote was um, that we are living through a very serious stage in the history of international relations. And I think in a video ahead of his visit, he said, we together with you and our sympathizers will move towards a multipolar, just democratic order. What do you make of this visit? What do you make of some of the verbiage coming out of this visit? Well, I mean, these, these are, Russian and China, Putin and Xi, you know, want all of us to work for them. I mean, they basically wanted they, they want to control and dominate uh, the world order where they will be at the top. Um, and so we have a choice. We can either continue down the path we're going down where we're not disengaging from doing business uh, with China uh, or not. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to it's, it's, it's as simple as this. You look at what's going on with Russia right now. Um, other than maybe people needing their uh, Russian vodka, people are okay with not doing business with Russia. So as Americans, we don't buy their stuff. Uh, companies are disengaging from doing business with Russia. We've got to do the same thing with China. Uh, I mean, we have to take these uh, thugs at their word. They, uh, in the case of Putin, he wants to recreate the Soviet Union. In the case of Xi, um, they want to dominate the world. Uh, the next step on that will be uh, to take over Taiwan. So we need to take them at their word. They are uh, they are going to continue to uh, be exp- uh, you know try to expand their territory unless we can stop them. Um, and we've got to one do it. We can't do it all ourselves. So we got to figure out how to get the all, all of our allies to start working together. But the first step is stop doing business with them. Americans stop buying their stuff. Just stop. We just got to go well, cold turkey. Stop buying their things. And every American company says I'm going to stop. Doing business with China, it'll take a while, but we got to get there. Well, I wonder about cold turkey. I know you know the U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai. She um, testified before the House Ways and Means Committee this week um, and said that uh, in talks with Beijing about its unmet purchase commitments under the phase one trade deal, 
um, that all of it has been unduly difficult, were her words, and that going forward, um, the, the strategy needs to um, mean expanding to include vigorously defending our values and economic interests from the negative impacts of China's economic policies and practices. What it sounds like there's some, there's a lot of bipartisanship on how to handle, I guess, business interests in China. What do you make of her comments? And can you elaborate on going cold Turkey? That sounds maybe impossible. Well, it's, it's, it'll be very difficult. Um, but we don't have a choice. First off, the Biden administration has not stood up to China. I mean, there's nothing that they've done to stand up to China. And, and by the way, she never complies with anything. He's a complete liar. They've, uh, China's lied about uh, complying with the, the rules of the WTO. They try to use all these international organizations to, uh, to try to censor places like Israel uh, in the United States, but never take any responsibility. So the Biden administration's finally got to quit kowtowing to these dictators, which is what they do. And what we've got to do is do everything we can. Um, for example, we need to stop buying our drugs from China. I mean, what are we going to do? Think about this. What are we going to do when China invades Taiwan? And number one, they say, oh, yeah, if you defend Taiwan, we're not going to let you have any pharmaceuticals. What are we going to do? Or if they say, oh, we, we, you can't have this or you can't have that, what will we do? Uh, so we, we don't have a choice. We can, we can put our head in the sand. Uh, and wait until it happens. I mean, they're going to invade Taiwan. She has clearly stated that is his goal. Take these guys at their word. So what we need to do is right now start buying things from America and our allies and stop buying from China. Every American company has to say to themselves, I'm not going to continue to put my company at risk. Because look at look at what's happened to American companies right now. To the extent they have an investment in Russia, they've gotten hurt. They, you know, once it walked away, they did the right thing. Um, so when that happens, we will expect American companies to disengage from China. So what would you rather do it after they invade Taiwan or before they invade Taiwan? I'd rather do it before they invade Taiwan. Well, the se senator, the, the president would say would probably note, you know, hey, He's kept the, the Trump era tariffs in place on China. He is pushing Congress to pass things like the, you know, the CHIP Act, have more stuff made in the U.S. Um, Intel opening more, more plants and semiconductor uh, facilities here in the U.S. But those, those are maybe more longer term efforts. I mean, keeping tariffs in place, obviously a shorter term thing, but how do we handle things in the shorter term? You're saying buy more U.S. made. Um, but that doesn't, that doesn't change the, the supply chain in, in the short term. Well, nothing happened. First off, nothing's going to nothing ever happens. I'm a business guy. You'd love everything to get fixed in a day. That's not how it hmm. happens. But you start. You don't say, oh, man, I can't get anything. It's going to take a long time, so I'm not going to start. No, you start today. Say, what can I do today? Um, so so what's it's you know, it, it's we can we can start. We can start by uh, re requiring all of our companies to disclose where things are made. As an example, Amazon, Amazon, Costco, Walmart, they don't do that. And they try to, I have a bill that requires that. They, they try to block it. I mean, I think Americans right now, if they knew where things were made, I mean, they would buy more American products. Uh, but you can't tell. You go on Amazon, see if you can find out. And by the way, if you're, I mean, I got a lot of friends, you know, they, they've got new children. They don't want to buy, they don't want to buy stuff made in China because they know it might have toxins in it. So right. we know we have a, a way better standards than, than what China has. 
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Senator, what does world reaction to Russia and Ukraine mean for Chinese plans for Taiwan? You know, I've been reading as of late uh, headlines like in the Wall Street Journal, they said Taiwan is looking to Ukraine for defense ideas. And a Reuters headline said Ukraine war making China more cautious. But at the start of this conflict, there were sort of um, opposing reports, right? There, there were there were headlines like China's emboldened, you know, especially because of their closer ties to Russia that they keep announcing publicly. Does what happens in Ukraine matter to China in terms of attempting any territorial gains? You you sound like you are pretty bullish on, on China going after Taiwan pretty quickly. Well, I, th- I you know, um, Admiral Davids- Davidson said it's going to happen within the next six years. So let's say to ourselves, if, if you know something's going to happen, then you get prepared. Now, what's Taiwan have to do? They have to absolutely no one, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They have to be committed to defending themselves. You can't expect American men and women or, or you know, troops from Japan or Australia or any place else to show up if you're not willing to defend yourself. So number one, look at what Ukraine's doing and what did Ukraine do to get ready? Taiwan has to do that. Taiwan needs to completely open up their economy so where they have they do more trade with Japan, more trade with America, more trade with Australia, trade with the with the countries that believe in freedom, right? Uh, and then what we've got to do is our Americans and American companies, you know, we've got to we've got to decouple from them. And then we've got to have a plan for our military to be able to support, um, you know, Taiwan, Japan, our allies in defending uh, Taiwan. It starts with Taiwan. They have to make because if they don't want to defend themselves, if they're not going to put the effort in, if they're not going to fortify their uh, their, you know, their their shores uh if they're not going to invest more money in the military then why would they expect anybody else is going to come to their defense are we going to run the risk of i guess spreading ourselves thin i I know we've heard about you know this idea of multiple fronts at the house armed services committee uh, meeting on on wednesday um ranking member rogers republican said that you know he's been pushing to have permanent bases in you know the baltic states and romania and poland if things do escalate with China, as you and others are predicting, what, can our military withstand that? I know we've got the the biggest military in the world, but can can we handle all of these these fronts and all of these anticipations of of activity? It's going to be very difficult. So here's here's the way I look at it. Number one, we should expect anybody that wants support from us, they do they they even put more resources into their own defense than they would expect from us. And that's number one. So if you're you should not expect America to show up if you're not willing to do it. If your men and women are not willing to put, you know, go fight for your freedom, you should never expect American troops to do do your hard work. That's number one. Number two is is we all have to, including every country that believes in democracy, we're going to have to spend more money. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to spend more money on defense uh, than in the past. Um, we've got to spend it smartly. So if if think about it. If all of democracies around the world, which we have a bigger GDP together uh, than Russia and China do, if we if we work together, if we put in the resources, if we train our military, train our citizens to be ready, then we are going to win this. 
right? And if we say that we're going to decouple from, from Russia and China, guess what? Their economy is going to get hurt. They won't have the same resources uh, to put in to try to build military to try to defeat us. So, but we've, we, it's, it's all hands on deck. If, if you think about, it, if, like right now, if, if uh, Admiral Davidson was right, it's, we've got six years, then we've got six years for Taiwan to get ready, for our allies to get ready, and for us to get ready. And, and we can't just say, oh, it's just going to be our military. No, it's every American saying to themselves, I'm not going to buy products from Russia. I'm not buying products from China because that helps those, um, uh, thuggish um, governments. This all feels very precarious and dire. Um, we're talking about decoupling. We're talking, we're using terms like new world order. Um, what is, what are things going to look like in the, in the near or, or even long-term future in this, in this world? If, if China and Russia are on one side and Europe and the US and maybe some Japan and some other allies are on the other, I mean, this feels really tense in a way that I don't know. I, I'm, I'm only middle-aged. It, it, I, I don't know if I've ever seen or felt anything like this. Maybe this is World War II-ish. Is, the, is it well, dire? I think, I, think I think this is the way you have to look at it. You always prepare for the worst and you hope for the best, but you don't stick your, your head in the sand. So I'm hopeful, right? I'm always hopeful that when um, the government of China, the government of Russia, when the citizens say, hey, this is really bad for me as a citizen, they're going to say, I'm, look, look, you guys, you, Putin, I mean, this is not the type of government I want, and you, she, and so either they'll change or they'll leave, one or the other. The citizens of those countries can decide what type of government they have. Um, but it's, a, it's going to be a choice. But we, we, do, we can't I can't dictate what Putin's going to do. I can't dictate what she's going to do. I can dictate what I do. I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do every, every day, everything I can to figure out where things made, stop buying their stuff, make sure we, we get American companies to understand the risk of doing business in Russia and China, and then work every day to get ourselves as independent as we can. Think about it. That's what we all do as individuals. When we leave home, none of us say, oh, I want to be dependent on somebody the rest of my life. No, we try to be independent. That's what we, this country has to be. That's what our allies have to be. And so, and who, you know, who do you go help? People that want to help themselves. And it's, it, it's a basic principle. And so we've got to follow that principle and we have have high expectations for anybody that wants our support. Senator, one last uh, question for you. I, I know you've taken a, a lot of heat. You've gone on a lot of shows about your 11-point plan. You've, you've written an op-ed sort of in, in defense of your, your plan after, I guess, some reaction from your fellow Republicans and even Democrats. Talk to me a little bit about this, this plan before I let you go, because you, there is some criticism about this idea of, of, having, of everybody having skin in the game, meaning even some of our lowest income earners would be paying taxes under a under a plan, a domestic plan that you've put forward. Can you talk about why uh, the focus is is on maybe having some of our lowest income earners paying federal tax as opposed to, I don't know, maybe what the president's focused on, which is having you know billionaires pay more. Sure. Well, first off, everybody can go to rescueamerica.com. You can give me your thoughts. I put out eleven steps, one hundred twenty eight points. My whole focus is is let's come up with something we're going to do. I mean, I've, I've been up here three years. 
I want to get something done. I think we're going to get a majority uh, this year in the House and the Senate. Then I want to do something to rescue this country. This country is in trouble. So here it's it's real simple to me. There are people in this country, right? The that could go to work. They're able-bodied, and they have figured out how to not have to, you know, do anything. They get, they're just dependent on government. They don't pay any taxes. Well, I know you and you talk about freeloaders and you talk about freeloaders in the plan, but I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about people who actually do work, but make a very low income. But what I'm talking about is people that are freeloading. The the (laughs) hardworking Americans, the hardworking Americans are paying income tax and sales tax and property taxes. Our retirees are paid into Medicare. They pay into Social Security. What I'm talking about is what the Democrats have done is they've set up a system where people don't have to work. But they could work. That is, that's what I'm focused on. But here's the way I think about it. I grew up in a very poor family. We went to church. My mom said, I don't care if you take Rick, I don't care if you take a penny. You're gonna you're gonna when you go to church, you're gonna put something in the offering. Right? I believe I don't care if it's a dollar. But let's all figure out we're in this game together. We gotta build this country together. And that's what my focus is. But who I'm who I'm really focused on right now. Is the people that could go to work and they've decided they're no, they're going to be in, they're going to just take all these government programs. Senator, you stuck your, you stuck your neck out with this plan because you, you did get some heat. Um, it, are you running for president in 2024? No, I, I'm, I've run for the Senate uh, in 2024, but I'm tell you what I'm focused on. I'm a business guy in business. What did I do? I wrote a plan. I wrote a plan. It's not that far fetched. How do you get stuff done in business? You write a plan. When I ran for governor, I wrote a plan and we beat our plan. We need to be doing the exact same here thing here. When we get the majority back, what are we going to do? I want to get something done. Senator Rick Scott of Florida, thank you so much for your time, as always. All right. See you, Jessica. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.